Let's now shift focus to the Oval Ball because uh, from Cape Town's largest township known for its impoverished and challenging conditions to Springbok Women's Captain. This is Baba Lalacha's incredible chapter in a novel that is just starting. Now, at just the tender age of 24, Lacha is an LLB graduate and, of course, is a rare symbol of the accelerated development of rugby in South Africa and a genuine beacon of hope for many young girls of color across the country. Now, when the Springbok women's team takes to the field for their Women's Rugby World Cup qualifiers against Uganda, Madagascar and Kenya from this Friday to Saturday, August the 17th in Brockburn, it is Lacha who will lead the team, a feat she isn't new to, having captained the side against Spain last year. And of course, she is a prop and plays for Western Province as well. Well, she joins us on the line. Baba Lok, good evening and welcome to MSW. Uh, good evening. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Now, I mean, you've made your Springbok Women's debut on the team's European tour out last year, where you also served as one of the two captains. I mean, what's your secret in actually rising up the ranks so quickly? <laughs> um, there is no real secret, uh, really. I've just, uh, uh, I guess it's the passion uh, that I have for sports and rugby. And, you know, I've fallen in love with it from, from the beginning. And I've, I've learned how to, to, to nurture, um, you know, uh, my abilities within the sport and, and to grow within it. So I suppose those were, were the key uh, key factors in, in, in my progress in, in the sport. And you played in all four matches and led the team against Spain in the absence of regular skipper. Uh, oh, now, her name is, her surname is Omis Boy there. How did that mm-hmm. actually feel, you know, getting out there, leading the team, you know, on the national level? Uh, it, it's, it's one of one of the best feelings that um, uh, that, a, that an athlete can ever um, experience. But uh, I think that uh, in as much as there is one leader on the field, it's actually uh, a collective effort to to to, to sort of lead uh, ourselves into 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 the field and 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 beyond. And uh, I think that Miss Boy has played a pivotal role in actually um, inspiring me to be confident in my uh, leadership abilities within within uh, the Springbok women setup. So um, big up to her for that. Mm. And then when it comes to, you know, playing rugby, when did your love for the game start? And when did you realize that this is a sport that you'd really like to follow? Uh, in actual fact, I first came across uh, rugby uh, in my first year of varsity at the University of the West Cape. That's when I seriously took the sport up. Instantly, I, uh, I uh, fell in love with the sport because I, I was quite curious that uh, girls, could actually play such a such a you know such a physical sport, yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, "Gosh, this I have to try." And uh, I've been bitten by the rugby bug uh, since then. I just never looked back. You know, I mean, a, a lot of uh, youngsters, whenever they uh, start picking up uh, the rugby ball at, at like grade eight, a lot of people tell them that, you know what, it's a tad bit late for you because you don't have the experience <laughs> as the other boys. And here you are, you as a young lady, having discovered rugby in varsity. I mean, wh- what is it that actually motivated you and told you that you can actually go up and, um, you know, play at national level? Because some people, I mean, at, they say that it's late picking up a ball at grade eight. Now, picking it up at varsity level, that's also something else. Uh, well, a, a lot of people might think that it was, it was uh, actually late, but, you know, there were um, a few people like Luaz and Joviana and the coaches at the University of the Western Cape who who sort of saw a potential in me that I never saw at the time. So I think that uh, 
you know, there were people, I was surrounded by people who were actually willing to, to, to assist me in, 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 in honing my abilities within the sport. With that said, I actually had to sort of uh, make an adaptation because I was playing football at the time. Mm-hmm. So I switched over to, to rugby and I just had to learn as quickly as possible, um, doing a bit of research from time to time on my own and trying to teach myself, you know, the basic rules of, of the sport. So I had a lot of learning to do over a short period of time because I started the game a little bit later. Than, than average. If you've just joined us right here on MSW, we are talking to Mabalo Lacha, who is the Springbok Women's Captain right here on the show. And we're talking about her journey. I mean, she is a skipper, having been a Vice Captain last year and then leading the team. You are listening to MSW. Hashtag MSW. You are on MSW right here on Radio 2000 in Metro FM with myself, Lelomzaka, in for Robert Marawa. And we are continuing with our interview this evening, our rugby interview. And we've got Baba Lolacha, who is the Springbok woman's skipper, on the line with us. And uh, just continuing there, I mean, Baba Lola, with you now playing rugby and previously leading uh, the national, uh, you know, previous when it comes to leading the national rugby team, rather, this was something that a black child or a child of color couldn't have begun to have dreamt of. But, you know, given the fact that Circulis' feet and now yours, you know, what does this actually mean for aspiring players of color out there? I think, if anything, this has shown that uh, your circumstances have got nothing to do with your progress that you make. Um, in life, I think that one should never ever allow where they come from to to determine where they're going. If you look at Siakolisi, he comes from you know a township in uh, in the Eastern Cape. Mm. I believe you know one would never have imagined that a kid from that uh, area of or side of of the country would actually you know grow to lead um, the, the the senior men's national team uh, at a later stage. So I think that if anything, this has proven that anything is possible if one is willing to put the hard yards behind um, such, a, such a dream. And it's, I find it very, very inspiring that, uh, you know, we have people like Sia Kolisi who, who, are, who exist, mm. you know, so that the kids who are growing up uh, in the townships, in the rural areas, have something to aspire to. And they have, uh, you know, a, a, a tangible idea of, of, of what, what is real and what is attainable um, uh, in, in life. Now, how hard has it been, you know, for you to achieve your ambitions growing up and actually living in Kailich, ambitions of studying law, ambitions of now actually, you know, being a national team player, you know, Springbok colors and all. That is not easy for many, many, many youngsters growing up. Um, the truth of the matter is, you know, Kailich is one of the most notorious townships to grow up in, especially as a, a young black female. I mean, the odds are constantly stacked up against, um, you know, against you, but... Uh, you know, I think there are there are people uh, who whom we come across in our lives who actually help us and elevate us, so we can we can be able to to um, to sort of um, get away from from the things that would hinder our progress as as uh, as you know as female athletes. Um, I think that uh, it's 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 not common that uh, you know someone from such area is able to eventually. Um, you know, grow to to actually uh, become the the, the, spring, uh, the captain of of the Springboks. So I think that um, you know those are are, are factors that uh, you know sometimes may dishearten you know a young child who has dreams of actually becoming something better in life. But uh, you know I think that uh, 
it's 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 extremely important that you know such a child is is supported on all fronts. Mm. Now let's talk women's sport. I mean, in all over the world, women's sport is constantly playing catch up to male sports in terms of things such as sponsorship, things such mm-hmm. as remuneration. You know, are you happy with the progress made so far when it comes to women's sports in South Africa? And how realistic are advances that have been made so far when it comes to women's sports compared to men's sports? Um, I think that uh, women's sports across the board, be it netball or, or soccer, is of course on the back foot compared to you know the you know, the, the male other male uh, our male counterparts. If I may put it that way, but I think that you know the organisations are are trying or taking the right uh, the, uh, taking steps into the right direction uh, to develop women's sport and ultimately get it on the level of the men's as as, as things stands. Um, I think that on our fraternity, the South African Rugby Union, um, you know, has uh, made quite uh, commendable changes uh, in terms of developing the senior women's side. I think there's a huge difference from the squad that uh, that took to the field to, in the 2014 World Cup compared to, to us now, who are, you know, um, well on our way to qualifying for the World Cup. Mm. There are, you know, quite uh, quite a few 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 um, changes and steps in the right direction. But I think we still have a long way to go um, as as society, as the world, actually, um, when it comes to women in sport. But I think that um, you know strides are being taken. But now it's just a matter of you know hastening that pro- that process because I think that uh, um, you know Banyana Banyana has 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 showed us that. If there is a will to to actually make um, you know such changes to actually put us on par with with with, with male sports persons, then the same can be done for any other uh, sporting code. So um, in essence, I think that uh, you know there, there are steps being taken towards that direction. But uh, you know, as I think, I think that uh, as people, everyone, when I say that we would like to see those changes happen more regularly and actually faster at a foster rate. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, I know that uh, with the current situation, a lot of the times, professional sports players who are women are rendered semi-professional because a lot of them, you know, they cannot sustain themselves with the money that they do get from the sports that they play because they have to work, you know. In reality, though, how far do you think we are from having a professional setup when it comes to women's sports, especially sports such as rugby here in South Africa? Mm. Here in South Africa, particularly with the uh, sport of rugby, we are in in the developmental phase. Um, Because if you remember that over the past four years, um, there wasn't wasn't a South African uh, women's team. It never existed. So, you know, that too... um, we had we had a we had a four year uh, you know backlog that we had inactivity for that time. So any sort of you know development in terms of uh, getting players to turn professional was uh, halted for that period. So that then set us back for quite some time. But within that period, you know we we've had some time to de- to redevelop then the 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 women's rugby structure mm-hmm. in South Africa. You know starting from the grassroots level up. Because now we have uh, junior teams under you know school uh, schools rugby under 16 and under 18 women's teams across all provinces, you know trying to develop uh, young players who eventually uh, would then start to play um, professional rugby. But for those who are on the level of being labelled as semi semi professionals, I think that uh, you know we still have a long way to go as as a country. 
um, you know, when it comes to to uh, procuring such uh, things such as, you know, uh, contracts for 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 players and so on. But um, I think that uh, the Sevens have, have done that. Yeah. I think they, they the Lady Gridsbrooks, um, you know, they have gone and 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 done that so it's a step into the right direction i think that in time it will then flow into the 15th system mm. uh when it comes to now when i'm, to, I'm talking specifically um specifically rugby so i think that the future for women's rugby in south africa um is extremely bright yeah. which is something to look forward to and just looking at the rankings there you know women's rugby in south africa ranked number 11th in the world not a bad number really but uh, in terms of you and your vision where do you see the team going in terms of the rankings under your guidance and leadership? Uh, of course, we would we would like to up our rankings. Um, we would ultimately uh, like to to you know uh, take on the best in the world. Um, our ultimate goal, our, our ultimate dream, is to play the Rugby World Cup final against New Zealand in New Zealand. However, before we can actually um, doing that big, we need to take uh, you know uh, uh, smaller steps towards that dream, such as qualifying for 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 the Rugby World Cup, which is to take place in uh, in 2021 mm. in New Zealand. So I think that with with the preparation that has been going on since four years ago, up until now, I think we have a greater pool of selection for for. You know, for the Springbok women's side, and I think that we are well prepared. So the dream is to is to is to um, make it to the World Cup and actually compete, and not just uh, you know be participants of 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 of, of such a world class event. So um, to answer your question, under my leadership, uh, I have a dream of actually competing um, in the in the 2021 Rugby World Cup against some of the best in the world. Uh-huh. Now, that is actually quite good, getting there, competing, and not just uh, getting in there to fill up uh, the numbers there. Babalua mm-hmm. Lacha, the Springbok women's captain there. You spoke a bit about uh, representation, right? Now, I'd like to know, what are the difficulties that coaches and even players you know, encounter when it comes to representative teams being selected? And does all the talented players out there get fair exposure to selectors? Mm-hmm. Well, in in my view, I think that uh, one of the most important things that will get um, a player into the Springbok women's team is, of course, their talent, backed by hard work. Mm. With talent alone, you know, won't cut it. I think that we have here in South Africa an interprovincial league where all and every play, all players and everyone who wants to play gets an opportunity to play. We have a club system where. Uh, girls play at club levels, going all the way up into provincial level, and eventually, if they're good enough, into the Springbok level. So there's a lot of activity going on in in um in in uh in, in our country in terms of you know uh, players playing and having you know the necessary exposure. Um, coaches actually go scout at the youth uh, youth weeks that mm. take place annually, um, where the under 16, under 18, and under 20 girls have regular tournaments. So I think that you know there's uh, enough opportunity for 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 lady women and girls to to display their talents to. To, to the relevant persons who are responsible for the selection into into the Springbok women's team and also into the provincial um, teams across the country. 
And then, I mean, with these tournaments in which the coaches go out there to scout and select these players, do you think that more could be done or that they are adequate enough to give the talented young girls out there enough exposure to, you know, give them an opportunity to get that Springbok selection and colours? Well, in my view, I, I think so. Um, you know, these youth leagues and interprovincial leagues never existed in the past. So there was quite a, a limited um, a framework to work with in terms of uh, selection. Now, the more the girls and women play, the more they are exposed and the more they can be able to get a chance to actually um, make it into the Springbok women's team. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we, we, we as, a, as a country, we could improve on that, but actually uh, involving the media in those types of exposures where, for instance, you know, these uh, youth leagues and games and interprovincial leagues and, and actually the Springbok women um, games can be televised. That way, not only does the country get to get to see the talent of these women, but the, the world as a whole. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's quite important that, um, you know, the young players get the exposure that they are getting now, building up um, into the future. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, you will lead the Springbok women's team there for the Women's Rugby World Cup qualifier, which runs from this weekend, the 9th to the 17th mm-hmm. out in Brackburn. Just tell us about this tournament and just its importance and significance. Um, uh, it's, it's of extreme importance uh, that we, we qualify for, for the World Cup. And, you know, these games are going to be a marker where we can actually gauge ourselves um, on and also to see if the, the, the work on that we had identified last year in the UK tour, just to see if uh, we're on the right track um, in, in terms of going forward from that build-up of last, of last year. And I think that it would be, you know, a, 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 a history-writing type of, uh, type of an occasion because, you know, the, 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 the lot of, of the 2014 World Cup who had qualified, they have sort of uh, set us on a path that we need to follow as well. So we need to qualify and actually get into into the competitive uh, side of rugby throughout the world. So I think that, uh, you know, it's of extreme importance. I mean, Manana Manana has showed us mm. that it is possible. Um, you know, the, 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 the netball squad has showed us that, hey, it is possible for women, female athletes to compete at the highest level in the world. So I think that it would only be fair that, uh, you know, the Springbok women follow suit and actually qualify for the World Cup and compete effectively, you know, when the time comes. And then, I mean, looking at your opponents there, Uganda, Madagascar, Kenya, mm-hmm. what do you make of them and what do you know about them? Uh, look, of course, all three of these teams are going to want to, to uh, you know, to put up a fight because I, I believe they would like to qualify for the World Cup as much as we do. I think that um, it all boils down to who wants it more. Um, I do know that uh, Kenya is uh, quite regular on the seventh scene, mm-hmm. um, so that means that you know they're they're most probably going to have a, you know a, a, a solid backline squad. I'm not so sure about the forwards, but um, Uganda, I'm confident that you'll be able to 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 put up uh, you know a spectacular performance against them. Madagascar, a bit of a of an unknown, if I may put it that way, because they they don't really play that much um, international games, so we really have limited information yeah. about them. But over and above that, either either opponent, we focus on what we need to do. We play the way that we need to play, and we keep to 
what we believe will uh, help us, um, you know, um, topple these um, these uh, worthy opponents, if I may not. <laughs> these worthy opponents. <laughs> well, Babalwa, thank you so much uh, for your time. Right, your name is W. It's been a pleasure having you. And we wish you all the best and would definitely love for you to qualify for the Women's Rugby World Cup. Thank you very much for having me um, on, on your show. And uh, I'd like to say to, to the general public that do come and support Women's Rugby uh, come the 9th in Black Pond. Big hits galore, massive entertainment. It's, uh, it's going to be a cracker of a, of a championship. It's going to be a crack of a championship. Thank you so much there to Baba Alwa. Yes, it is happening from uh, Friday to Saturday, 17th August. They're out uh, in Brakban. That's where the tournament is happening. When it comes to that uh, World Cup uh, qualifier against Uganda, Madagascar, and Kenya, the Springbok women's team are going to be playing there. And, of course, uh, don't forget and stay with us, rather. We are still here on uh, MSW. We're going to be talking to the CEO of Cricket South Africa. He is going to be here in studio. Tabang Mowwe We're going to be talking all things cricket from things such as the coaches to the World Cup campaign and a whole lot more. And do not forget... The number to actually contact us on it is 89 and um, 89 with the voice notes 60